G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hello, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. You can hear 2020 weekdays from 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time. We're talking today with Christian sexologist and author Dr. Patricia Wirakun about her new book called The Best Sex for Life. It's a book for couples of all ages who want to grow in the joy of their experience of physical intimacy. Patricia Wirakun is a sex educator, a researcher and therapist. Patricia, welcome to 2020. Thank you very much. Great to be with you. Patricia, it is a topic that sometimes, uh, particularly in Christian media, we might feel a little bit uncomfortable talking about. But this is such a natural part of life uh, that devoting some discussion to sex and God's plan for sex is actually a good thing because in your new book, you're demonstrating that a Christ-centered God-glorifying approach to your personal sexuality will be good for everyone. Um, yeah, that's exactly what we, are, what we are trying to do in the book. The purpose is that there's a lot of books out there, very good books that look at the theology of sexuality, the biblical theology. There's also a lot of books out there that basically are more like an instruction manual of how to, Christian and otherwise, that are very good books. But what we've tried to bring here is to bring the current science and the biblical theological basis of good sex to bear on how we truly live our lives as couples, men, man and woman. Patricia, when we talk about sex, if we were leaving the theological side out of it, we're actually left with a different form of sex to what God originally designed. When we reintroduce that biblical foundation, that theological understanding of God's design for sex, what difference does it make to the way we think about sex? All the difference in the world, because today the world tells us that sexual desire, or in fact any desire, is a need that must be met. But God tells us that sexual desire is a gift and a blessing to be used as he designed in a one-man, one-woman, one-flesh relationship. That's just desire. And then when it comes to falling in love, the world view tells us that love is equal to lust. So I love you means I want to be intimate with you. But God's view of couple love is that, you know, as I loved you, Christ, as in Ephesians chapter 5. So, you know, a man loves a woman, and a man and a woman is Christ and the church. How much more beautiful can we get? And long-term marriage, you know, the world. I mean, there are websites that are set up for affairs for married people. That is how monogamy is become something that is almost a joke. But in God's plan... And in our brain, 
we are set up for a one man, one woman, long term, one flesh relationship. That is what we've tried to show in the book. Patricia, you talk about the media and you say that the focus of media on sex actually makes us dissatisfied. Oh, it's media, internet, everywhere you look, it makes sex one seem really superficial and titillating. Two, it's about, you know, just having having it off with whoever you want. So monogamy long-term one-man-one-woman relationship, these things are so downplayed that especially young people watching, their brains get wired to see that, the fantasy as the norm rather than God's plan, which is truly what is healthy, not just for the individual and the couple, but today we know that families are healthy and important for society. When we talk about our brain being wired by the things that we see in the media, how do we unravel all of that complexity and introduce uh, what you talk about as this God-glorifying approach, a biblical approach to sex? Actually, I would step out of what the book says and go to another book we wrote earlier called Teen Sex by the Book. And in fact, a third book which we are just writing, which is for young people before their teens, from like 9 to 14, and say that good, healthy sexuality has to be introduced by the family before schools or even the church, but by the family to very young children. Today, we say that sex education should start in the home at five years of age. So when we talk about having a life that is filled with happiness, of fulfillment with sex, uh, and uh, an understanding of God's purpose for our sexuality, that starts really from those very young years as children. And as we grow up with a right attitude towards that sexuality, then when we uh, eventually enter into a marriage, uh, then we're set off with the right foundation. See, that's exactly what I mean, because sex today, we tell parents, I do parenting seminars, and I tell them sex and good life is caught and taught, caught more than taught. So parenting and lifestyle, not just parents, aunties, uncles, grandparents, have a role in nurturing young people so that their brains are getting wired to good, healthy attitudes, values, to relationships and sex. So when they start dating, they look at dating as honoring their partner. When they get engaged, they don't rush into sexual intimacy. Rather, it is about how can I honor you and therefore stay without sexual intimacy till they are married. And when you're married, to look at the other person and not see marriage as sort of a raunch of sex, but that's other glorifying relationship that ultimately is a sort of walking, talking, evangelistic tool. And Patricia, you're saying that if we don't have a foundation, a biblical foundation, a God-glorifying approach to sex, then, then we're probably living in a confused, shallow, unsatisfied and unhealthy sexual experience with those expectations and practices that, that are not right. 
all that you say is true. And, of course, we just have to mention that today one of the worst or rather the most uh, pervasive influence on sexuality and desire is the easy availability of pornography. But having said that, we have to say that nobody is beyond coming back and recognizing God's good plan. So whether you're a Christian or not, recognizing that God's good plan works for your life, for your marriage, and for your family and society is really important. So we hope that not just Christians, but people who are not Christians would also read this book because it has a plan that's just good for everybody because basically God's plan's good for everybody. Patricia Wirakun is our guest. She's an author and Christian sexologist. We're talking about sex and the biblical foundation for that. Patricia, I hope you can stay with us. We'll come back and talk some more shortly because I want to ask you about Christian marriage uh, because sex is an important part of marriage, but it's not the whole. I'm interested in your point of view on that and also uh, how the three different phases of your book actually uh, work in our lives. We'll come back and talk some more shortly with Patricia Wirakun. You're listening to the 2020 Podcast from the Vision Radio Network. We're talking with Christian sexologist and author Dr. Patricia Wirakun about her new book called The Best Sex for Life. Patricia, in our last segment, we said we would focus on marriage. And for some, it's important to realize that while sex is an important part of marriage, it's not the whole of a Christian marriage. Yeah, what we're trying to show in the book is that some people think that, okay, so you're engaged and everyone's telling Christian couples just, you know, stay pure, stay celibate. And then, you know, they have this great expectation that marriage is going to be one raunch of sex. But any of us who have been married, and let me tell you, I'm almost 40 years married. And, you know, sex is great. But sex is only one part of marriage. But in that way, it is an important part of marriage. And we need to also say that when we say sex is an important part of marriage, we need to remember that sex is far more than just sexual intercourse. Sexual intimacy, more than intercourse, is an it's a really important part of marriage because when you are intimate with each other, we're talking even kisses and cuddles or even just sitting there holding hands. Those are the moments which truly bond a couple together. And that is what it's all about, really, that brain bonding that holds a couple together. Patricia, let's talk about the way that your new book is set out. You've got three parts. Why three parts? Again, it's because it brings the three aspects which we were trying to really get out there. One, that when we as Christians talk about the relationship of marriage, one man, one woman, monogamous, forever bonded, one flesh relationship. It is based on the biblical theology of marriage. And it starts with Genesis, where created sexuality, it's a good thing, a gift from God. And then goes right to Revelation, when Christ will come back to claim his bride 
in the most wonderful wedding. And right through, especially in the middle of the Bible, in what we call the sealed section of the Song of Songs, where we have eight chapters of wonderful erotic lovemaking between husband and wife, we read about God's pattern. And so we start with the foundation, and that is God's pattern. Now, having seen God's pattern, part two looks at the body. Now, I'm a sexologist, but I'm also a doctor and a biologist. And so I've done a lot of work on the biology and understanding the male and female body, which is set up so beautifully complementary one to the other, both our anatomy and the way our sexual response works as male and female. The third section does a life cycle approach. So we start with engagement where man, boy and girl are in what we call the diamond ring to wedding band face. And then we go through honeymoon expectations, which is where, you know, couples going in thinking, oh, it's going to be all so perfect. But oh, those of us who are married know it doesn't always turn out that way. And then we go through a marriage. And I believe that when, if God wanted a workshop for godliness, he decided marriage was going to be that. So, you know, the ups and downs of everyday marriage and sexuality and relationship. And finally, we go right into what we have called Grow Old With Me, Sex and the 60 Plus, which is really about, you know, people who are at that part of their life where, you know, things don't work as well as they did before. And sometimes when you're really sort of at that point when your body is not responding as much as you want to, intimacy becomes important. So we take it right up to people in the nursing home, and that's the significance of the third part. So, Patricia, you're talking about the life cycle of sex within a marriage. Is it a valuable thing for young marrieds to anticipate the changes before they hit so that they can raise their own expectations to how those changes will affect their relationship together? Yes, in two ways. One is it's really good for young marrieds to be aware of what's happening in their own bodies and so it will allow them to share with each other without being embarrassed or frightened because we know that conversation and talking to each other and being aware that you it's nothing to be ashamed of to share things with your partner that's really important so we're hoping that by getting people of all ages especially young marrieds reading it it will allow them to do that the second thing is for young marrieds to be aware that older people are sexual beings and if you have parents or grandparents maybe in a nursing home to recognize that you know it may not be sexual but they too need intimacy and sometimes like a grandparent may not have a partner so maybe you're going and just sitting with them and holding their hand is all the intimacy they may get and you know it's more than even just sex. It's about relationships. And that's what one of the things we're trying to bring out in the book. Yes, the book, The Whole Life Cycle of How Sex Develops Through a Marriage. Coming back to one of the earlier things we were talking about, Patricia, 
Let me just uh, paint the picture. If there are people listening into our conversation now who perhaps look at their own sex life uh, within their marriage and they say, well, I'm having what we talked about, a shallow experience and unsatisfying experience, even unhealthy uh, sexual expectations. How do you uh, actually get to a point where you begin a turnaround on that and move towards a, a fulfilling sexual relationship? Yeah, a couple of things. Firstly, the most common issue in relationship, as I mentioned earlier, is a lack of communication so that the couple just feel uncomfortable and they just don't even know what their body is like. So we actually got a whole appendix in the book that we call Sensual Discovery Pathway for Couples. This looks at a little bit of Bible study, actually, on created goodness of sex and then through the Song of Songs and allows couples, male and female, the boy and the girl, separately even to look at their own sensuality and just understand then together how they can share and talk about what is good for them as a couple. Because when you're married, you're in a safe place where it is okay to be vulnerable because you trust your partner with your life, with your love, with your body. And so we have these exercises or activities that encourage that. Now, having done that, if you're still feeling that, you know, you're uncomfortable with something or, you know, you need more help, it is never, never wrong and there's nothing shameful to ask for help. And there are lots of counselors and therapists out there who can help you. However, maybe firstly, talk to an older, wiser couple in your church and then, you know, you're still having concerns, find a counsellor or a therapist to talk to. And you might even start with Patricia's new book called The Best Sex for Life, demonstrating a Christ-centred, God-glorifying approach to your personal sexuality. And I'll point you to a website, the CEP store. Uh, dot com dot au and of course uh, Patricia Wirakun has her own website too and there'll be a link to how you can get a hold of Patricia's book on our website the 2020 page at vision.org.au Patricia Wirakun great talking and thanks so much for sharing these things about your new book today here on 2020 thank you it's been a pleasure like what you've just heard there's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au and remember vision is listener supported your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life learn more or donate today at vision.org.au